Hi, everybody. Happy Thursday, and welcome back to the Lightly Salted Podcast. I felt super inspired by this conversation with Erica. We talked all about her weight loss journey and the 75 Hard program. If you don't know what that is, you're going to learn all about it from today's conversation. Both Nikki and Erica have successfully completed this mental toughness challenge and have really inspired me to want to try it myself. So if you listen to this episode and also think that you might want to try it, let me know because I would love to have some accountability people to complete the program with. But honestly, I loved getting to know Erica a little bit through this conversation. I think she's so inspiring and motivating, and I hope you all feel the same after listening. So let's get into it. I'm feeling very inspired by our guest today, and I'm so excited to welcome her to the pod. Erica and I have become friends years ago while we both embraced our entrepreneurial ventures with Unique, which is a multi-level marketing beauty brand. Erica joined me in that, and I met her at Uchello's, actually. We were regulars at um, our local Uchello's in Caledonia, and Erica was serving at the time. She's always inspired me, not only in the way that she embraces new opportunities and approaches life, but in the way that she's focused on controlling the controllables, keeping a positive mindset, and building sustainable habits to better herself and feel the most comfortable in her own skin. Like many of us, Erica has struggled with body image over the years and has tried a variety of different workout slash diet programs and plans. Today, she will share with us a little bit more about her self-love journey and current habits that she's instilled within her routine that have been sustainable and brought both peace and balance into her wellness practices. I'm so excited to dive into conversation today and discuss her journey through the Live Hard Challenge. Erica is currently completing her second round of 75 Hard. She inspired me to pursue this challenge last fall, and at that point in my life, I was the healthiest, both physically and mentally, that I've ever been after completing the challenge, (laughs) obviously. Um, I'm feeling beyond grateful to have Erica here today, and I'm thankful that she's willing to get vulnerable and share a little bit more about her journey from where she started to where she's at now. As always, we hope that this episode leaves you inspired and that you get something out of her story that you're able to implement into your own daily routine. So, Erica, welcome to the pod. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yes. Um, So I guess I want to get started just by asking something that we ask all of our guests when they first come on. What are you feeling grateful for today or in this season? Um, Honestly, I would say just being able to move my body every single day is something that I think everybody takes for granted. And honestly, being here, I think it's kind of for me to be here is like, why me? I don't, you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. I just am like, I feel like I'm not anybody that can talk about this or. Just, but you but. so are. Like, I. So it's cool. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Good. I mean, I definitely think that I, I'm so inspired by you. And I know that people who follow you on social media have been like cheering you on and inspired by your journey too. And even those that aren't cheering you on, like just how consistently you show up, it leaves people like wanting to do better. So I don't know. I've been super inspired by you. I think that obviously 75 hard was like a ridiculously hard challenge, but seeing you go through it and knowing that it's possible 
just it it did it really left me feeling inspired so i'm sure that it will leave others feeling inspired too or has already can you share a little bit about your background your self-love journey from the beginning where you started i tried to go back as far as i could which is probably when i was younger um my grandma, she's got been gone almost 10 years now, but she was always the one. I don't want to put her in a negative light, but she was the one that always talked about weight all the time. So my mom never did that to us. And uh, my mom would always, she will say it to this day. Um, you know, my grandma was always like, are you going to eat that? Are you going to like drink that pop? You know, that does to Mind you, my grandma is not a super fit, slim woman. That's just what she was raised like. So my mom always said, I'm not going to do that to you girls. Like, you know, you, I love you no matter what you look like. And so that's kind of where the internal self-love had to be talked about in the beginning. And it's always something I struggled with. I was always the bigger girl in my friends, even though if you look back, I really wasn't. But compared to them, I was. The boys would always say things. Trying to heal that grow. I mean, so what am I? 29. So 27 is when I really, really started. But 2020, COVID kind of really put me on that journey. So I decided to join Fit Body Boot Camp. I never done anything like that before. Never joined anything alone. Almost did not go inside, by the way. My anxiety was so high. I'm like, I cannot do this. I cannot go inside. So I sat out in my car for a long time because they're going to weigh you. They weigh you. And at the did time- they do the whole like BMI- they did not Index do that, but okay. um, I remember Dom, my coach, and you know Dom. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I have to get on a scale in front of this guy. Like, I knew him from Uccello serving him, and I was like, no way. And so <laughs> I went inside. I did it. Um, and I remember that, that at that time I was about 213 pounds, so that wasn't my heaviest. My heaviest was, I remember, 239, and I said, wow, I'm almost half, like, I'm almost 250, and that was a wake-up call for me. And if you are that weight – that's okay. But that for me was like, I mean, I'm 5'4". I knew that the, I, w- I was feeling yeah. the weight on my body. Okay. I was mm-hmm. just How were you feeling? very down, very depressed, very... Um, I was never in a state of like, I didn't want to live anymore. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't that depressed, but I was in a... I'm healing my depression with eating. And so it was really yeah. unhealthy. Um, I mean... Yeah, just the things I was eating, the things I was doing. It was very, very unhealthy. And that's, I still am a person that treats my feelings with eating, but I've corrected that with eating better things, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, to continue on about the background, too, I've tried every probably fad diet out there. Um, if you put a green smoothie in front of me, no thanks. You know, <laughs> the 12 days of just eating green smoothies, I did that. I did like the military diet where you have like 500 calories a day. Please stop doing that if you're doing that now. You should have more than 500 calories a meal. So trying to think. So back to COVID, I joined FitBody. Went in, finally got started there and didn't know COVID was a thing. But my friend Erin, so shout out to her, she invited me to an hour class. It was, I can't remember the name of it. It was kind of like FitBody, but it was an hour. And I said, oh my gosh, okay, fine. It was on a Friday. I was starting Fit Body on Monday. I said, this will get me kind of started. We'll see. You know, it's treadmill weights and um, lifting, I think, is what it was. And I went and I died, literally. Um, I could not breathe. Uh, <laughs> I said, wow, I'm not going to make it through Fit Body if I can't, you know, do this. Well, I was extremely sick is what the matter. I had COVID, I think. I, this was be- January, so it was before 
it came out in March and I felt like I got hit by a truck. And so I said to myself, wow, I'm not going to be able to go to Pit Body now because another thing that's going to drag me down and not, you know, go. Mm -hmm. And so I had to call into work, never had called into work before. I didn't go Monday or Tuesday to work, couldn't work out. So then I was kind of like, wow, I'm not going to do this. And so Wednesday came and I said, you know what, If you'll feel better if you go and just maybe get it out of your system. You shouldn't do that when you have COVID or whatever it was. Yes. <laughs> um, and I went and it was Monica um, training. She was badass. I really looked up to her. And it was one of the hardest classes that they do there that day. So day one, it was like you had to move for, I think, uh, 21 minutes without stopping. You had like little jogging moments, but you couldn't move or stop moving. So somebody that hadn't worked out regularly was, yeah, I about died there too, but we made it. (laughs) And ever since that day, I went probably five to six days a week, depending on what the schedule was. But then um, COVID happened, world shut down, couldn't go to the gym. Another thing that I said, oh, another thing I can't go to the gym now. Now I'm not going to be successful Everything was just dragging me down. But luckily, the um, coaches there, they said they were going to still post online videos. So they did that. I showed up at home. That's really freaking hard for me because people aren't watching me. If people are watching, then I'm like, oh, I can work a little bit harder. I still got those done because you got to post photos and tag them. And that was motivating to me. So we made it through that. Then they went to outside workouts. And um, I really liked those because I was able to see them in person again. Then they decided they were going to open up their gym again so we could go there. It was kind of in secret. We had to walk around back, which I'll say that now because they're not even open. And that was the next thing they had. They decided come December 2020, they were no longer going to be there. So here I am loving it, getting into a rhythm. And now what am I going to do? So half of the people kind of went to another gym in Middleville. Half of them went to Max Effort in Caledonia. I decided to go to Max Effort. Mind you, half of these people I had already worked out with, but starting a new gym is terrifying in itself, no matter what. If you've been doing it for 10 years, one year, it's all terrifying. So I went one Saturday, and Max Effort, their boot camp was almost an hour. So I went from about 20 minute workout or 25 minute workouts to 45 to an hour, which is a lot. (laughs) So did that. And would you say that the, um, like level of workout or the intensity was the same? It was harder. Okay. Yes, definitely harder. Um, in different ways. So fit body bootcamp, they're trying to get you, you know, your heart rate up and down for 25 minutes where Mm -hmm. this one might be your heart, I felt like my heart rate was up the whole time, but <laughs> it just depended on the day. And I didn't know that I would grow to love Max so much. My trainer, Sarah, super awesome. I, I, she ended up personal training me twice a week and then down to one once a week. That's when I decided to do a program called 75 Hard. So this would have been like in 2021 now? Yes. So I joined that gym. Okay, backtrack just a little bit. Nikki and I actually <laughs> did... Um, the nine week control freak. So we did that during COVID. Fit body closed. And so we did that, I think in January, that was kind of our new year kickoff. And we did that. And then I was like, I love this program, but I cannot work out at home anymore. It is just like, we motivated each Mm -hmm. other, but it was just like, I have got to get to a gym. So that's when Max came in. I think it was like May of 2021. I joined 
That sounds about right. Eric, I definitely, there's so many, so many things on this topic that I feel so like so in tune with. And one of them you had mentioned, like always being the bigger friend out of your friend group. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I necessarily was, but you have boys making comments like you're thick, whatever. And maybe that's a compliment, but it didn't feel like a compliment when I was younger. Right. Like I just felt like the big one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so yeah, I don't know. I just think that words can be really like they, they can stick affect, with you. Yeah, they can mm-hmm. stick with you. They can affect you different. And well, and I had a pool growing up, and I know mm-hmm. you had a pool growing up. So pool parties were always at my house. My birthday mm-hmm. party was always a pool party. Mm-hmm. So we're in a bathing suit. I mean, I ran around in a bikini, but it, was I comfortable ever? No. Yeah. I mean, my friends were always so confident. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I never was, was confident in anything I wore. Constantly like pulling at my shirts or wearing baggy stuff or just, I don't know. I just always remember being jealous of, you know, they walk so confidently, mm-hmm. but I don't. And I'm young. and Right. So. And I'm sure you still like looked great. That's the hard part. Is it's, oh, like, yeah. Looking back. Mental, like it just is all in your, all in your head. Mm-hmm. But again, if you don't have the habits behind you that are like helping with that confidence, like daily movement. I mean, that's sometimes it is so crazy to me if I like I can feel right now, obviously being as pregnant as I am, that I have not been able to like move my body like I normally would. And it's so funny to me how after working out like even two days, like if I could go for even just a walk two days straight without having like sciatic nerve pain or whatever else, I would instantly look in the mirror and be like, wow, I look great today. Like it just totally changes your, yeah, your perception. Mm -hmm. Those endorphins do crazy stuff. Anyway. I'm going to quick pause the episode to tell you guys about today's sponsors. We've talked about yoga quite a bit on this podcast. So to all of our yogis listening, or really anyone who wants to get into practicing yoga, Believe me when I say that having a good mat really can transform your practice. If you're anything like me, you want a mat that is comfortable, not too heavy, I want a mat that looks nice, and I want to know that it doesn't have any harmful chemicals. I hate laying down on a mat that smells like plastic or just bad chemicals. It's the worst. So we found a company that has just that. Yaloha Yoga sells completely natural cork mats that are free of any harsh chemicals, making it a sustainable choice for you, but also for the earth. When you lay down on these mats, they don't smell and they're so soft. I just, I love them. So the cork that comes from the mats actually comes from oak trees grown in the Mediterranean And when they harvest the cork, the trees are not cut down. Instead, their bark is carefully stripped away by hand in a skilled trade that's passed down over generations. And no, that doesn't leave the trees harmed because over time they'll grow back their bark and in the process suck up to five times more carbon from the atmosphere. Yaloha also sells sustainable apparel, mat sprays, and props to assist you in your yoga practice. So if you want to support our show, head over to the website to check out all of their beautifully crafted items at yalohayoga.com forward slash the lightly salted podcast or click on the link in the show notes below. Also, you guys have heard us talk about better help and you've heard me say this before, but seriously, therapy has helped me grow in so many ways. 
I'm much more aware of my thoughts and behaviors, but more importantly, what is causing those thoughts and behaviors so that I can actively work on making life changes that I want to. We are all about self-growth over here, so therapy has helped me get better and be better, and I'm so grateful for it. I'm also able to sleep better and I feel lighter because therapy is stress relieving, you guys. It really is. So if you want to give therapy a try, try it with BetterHelp. The reason I like this company is because they offer therapy online, making it more affordable, more accessible, more convenient, because none of that should prevent you from getting the support you deserve. So head over to betterhelp.com forward slash lightly salted. Clicking on the link gets you 10% off your first month of BetterHelp. All right, let's get back to the episode. In 2021, I decided I was going to do 75 hard and for, we can get into the program about or discuss the program later, but, um, it was just a mental tough program. It was not a challenge. It was not a, it was supposed to be life-changing. Um, I did not read the book. I did not dive into it. I just said, I'm going to do this. Looking back on it, I don't count that attempt. So technically that would be, this would be my third time, but I don't count it. So this, what I'm doing now is my second. Um, so 2021, kind of a test run, we'll say, because there were things that I did that do not count. Um, you're not allowed to walk with an umbrella when it's raining. Did not know that. Did that several times. And my diet was going gluten-free. Well, you can still eat terrible being (laughs) gluten-free. So, and I was. I lost probably 11 pounds, which is actually pretty low for somebody that was, I was uh, probably 220 at that time. And uh, losing 11 pounds on 75 hard, that to me, not saying that everybody would lose a bunch of weight, but to me, that's, you can do so much better on the program Mm -hmm. than that. Um, So that was mainly, I think, just drinking the water, water weight, and not eating as much, I guess. Basically, I'm getting working out down. 2021 was focusing on getting to the gym, moving my body five to six days a week. Um, That could be a lot for some. I mean, just I would say three days to four days in general is really a great way to start. Um, I was training with Sarah. Um, Well, no, I wasn't training with her yet. But come 2022, I said, I'm going to do... I read, I read the book. I said, oh, I did not do that right. Decided I'm going to do this again, March of 2022. I hired Sarah as my coach. She, I really need somebody to teach me about macros. I wanted to know more about it. I felt like it would work. I downloaded the MyFitnessPal um, and she showed me that if I paid the yearly fee, um, how it helps deduct it. And it's so helpful and it's so cheap for what it does. She set my macros based upon my weight and Obviously, her she has the talent in being a trainer. I don't have any of that. I'm not certified, so take everything I say with a grain of salt. But <laughs> just take it as somebody that really did struggle with their weight and felt like they couldn't come out of the hole ever. So she helped me deeply with that, and she didn't let me go beyond a certain threshold because I was working out twice a day. So that was my first 75 hard attempt. So I started at, oh, what was I? Probably, I think... 219 and I ended at 162 in 75 days. Now, will everybody do that? No, probably not. But Sarah was kicking my ass every day. Um, She was set my macros. It was very motivating. I was losing weight. I would probably say, because what is it, 12 weeks, I would say 
four to five pounds a week. Mm-hmm. That's pretty high. But I, I mean, was 60 really pounds total. That's well. Incredible. So it was about forty two. So I can't remember okay. my starting point. I think it was forty two. I know that. So and one sixty two was my lowest that I okay. hit. And mind you, I so haven't just received one sixty since maybe I was eighteen years old. Mm-hmm. So that was a big deal to me. So that was my first time finishing that. And then there's an entire year program that builds on to that, which is called Live Hard. And that's kind of what we started talking about in the beginning, which we can dive into those components later. But I decided, you know, I just did 75 days. I can do the whole thing. And there's more components to it. They're 30-day chunks rather than 75 days, but they are harder. But you have to really plan out your year and... um, you have to decide when you're going to do things. And I was in three weddings that year. <laughs> and so I had to really figure out the time that I was going to do those with still being able to have some fun. You don't have to be 100% all the time. And I think people think that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was 2022. Finished up Live Hard March of 2023. And here I am again. <laughs> I love it. All of that being said, obviously we kind of already talked about how you were feeling when you were at your heaviest, not moving your body, um, binge eating, all of that. Talked about the sluggishness that comes with that and the depression, obviously. How would you say that you're feeling now that you've completed Live Hard, that you've kind of instilled some of those habits, that you're finding like the balance between it? Like you said, you're not 100% all the time. Um, but you give yourself grace. And I mean, just from watching you, I've been, like I said, super inspired by watching you make those habits more sustainable and still show up for yourself every day. So how are you feeling now today? Oh, gosh, complete 180. Um, so when I do have those down days, I still remind myself, if you go and get a walk in, like you said, you, you're going to feel 10 times better. And you do, um, no matter how hard you want to drag your feet, you know, the 45 minutes is up. It's like I get back home and I actually have some energy and I'm like, okay, now, you know, clean up the house, do whatever. Yeah. I don't hate myself so much looking in the mirror, sadly, but yeah, it was a rough few years that I just definitely hated myself and I don't feel that way now. It's weird to be in your late twenties, you're loving yourself again when you didn't for so, so long. So yeah, good. We're good. We're getting there (laughs) one day at a time. What do you think have been the most helpful things along the way that have helped you to make these changes? I know that you mentioned like going to the gym and finding great coaches to motivate you, but what are some of the other things that you've incorporated or learned? Honestly, I owe it a lot to 75 hard. Um, Those five components every day have, they run in my mind all the time. So even when I'm not on the program, I still get you know, 150 ounces, which is over a gallon every day of water. Those are, that's like my absolute have to, um, and tracking. And I know people can become obsessed with it, but when I'm not on the program, I'm really not that bad. I don't monitor it as much, uh, like this summer I was going to do 75 hard. I think it was going to start in June or something. And I said, you know what? No, I'm going to enjoy the whole summer in the end of summer. I'll, you know, start because really it's kind of a little bit longer than a a year from when I did it before. But just finding that balance is really where it's about. I try to do 80-20. So if I know I have a girls weekend coming up on Friday, 
probably going to be eating and drinking 5,000 calories. So, you know, you, you don't think about it, but you do. So then I know Saturday and Sunday I need to kind of, all right, get back on the wagon. Where that's another thing that I would do all the time. Start something. I would fail on a Friday because we went out. Well, weekend shot. So Saturday and Sunday, let's just eat crappy all mm-hmm. weekend too. So then I'll just start over on Monday. I don't know how many times I told myself I will just start over on Monday and did not start on Monday. Mm-hmm. It was just like things would trickle and there's always going to be something in your life. So a couple weekends ago, one of my really good friends, been friends with her since kindergarten, she got married. Well, I was on 75 hard. I did not get to drink at her wedding. Now I got to drink at her bachelorette party. And it's it's not about drinking, really. I'm not a big drinker anyway, but when I do drink, I'm like, oh, let's go crazy. Um, but I sat back and I was like, this is the first wedding I've not been hammered at since mm-hmm. 21. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of, I mean, that's eight years of weddings that I've gone to that I just get, I mean, they are events. They are supposed to be fun. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. I but I just thought, thought about that and I was like, wow, eight, I've just gone this long and I always get so drunk at weddings. And to remember the wedding to, I mean, and I see everybody else drinking. It was just kind of funny just yeah. to see that. But remember, if you want to start something, there's always going to be something in your life. So a wedding, uh, you're going on vacation, whatever it is, mm-hmm. it, you can't get around it. Yeah, I know. I know for me, when I did 75 hard, I think I was on like day 70. And we booked a girl's trip to Arizona and my mom bought everybody these cute little Sedona wine glasses and they all did like a wine flight. And I was just like, mom, I can't do it. And it was like right at the tail end. It was so hard. But I don't know. I think that that, for me at least, that being one of the components, like not drinking alcohol, I attribute so much to the weight loss, the mental health clarity. Like I definitely, obviously I'm pregnant right now, so I'm definitely not (laughs) drinking. But even when I was able to drink again, I was scaling way, way back because I was binge drinking before. And I think just having that like mental clarity and not waking up on Saturday with a hangover and kind of wasting my whole weekend away like that. Like there was something that was so like liberating about that and freeing about it. And it's actually one of the components that I ended up liking the most, even though it was probably one of the most difficult just because there's that like fear of missing out with different events and stuff. But I actually really liked it. Can you touch on the five components? Yes. I was just going to say that's actually every time somebody asks me about the program and I tell them, like, I usually save that kind of for last, like the no alcohol. And they're like, oh, nope, can't do it. And it's like, it's not that you can't do it. You just don't want to do it because you think you're going to miss out on all these events. Well, if you really take a step back and you think, I'm going to miss out because I'm not drunk. Mm -hmm. Are are you really missing out? No, you're not. You're You're more present. Yeah, you actually are going to remember it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So... It's so true. I have really limited alcohol this year and... Just it gave me a lot of anxiety to think about all the events and oh, can I do this without like having a drink? And I'm like, you know, you start overthinking it and stuff, but it's so freeing once you do go to a few events without drinking. Mm -hmm. It's like, wow, this is so much fun. (laughs) I think it's funny too because I feel like for me, a lot of it was like the social anxiety piece of being looked at as the one who's not drinking Mm -hmm. or like like having to go to a restaurant or a brewery and order like coffee off the menu or something that like was just not 
alcohol, but there are so many people that are like beyond understanding of that. Like your yes. servers don't bat an eye. Mm-hmm. They don't question it at all. Like it, most people are very yeah. like yeah. accepting. And then the ones that aren't, it's just kind of like, well, that's rude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and coming from a bartender too, I've really realized how much I used to be like to my regulars if they weren't drinking, oh, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Like now I'm like, don't say that. If they just want a Coke or a water or whatever it may be, just, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah. Like. Because that's, that is society. What is wrong with you that you don't want to drink? That, right. And right. Same thing with dieting. We want to eat healthy. There's something wrong with you that you don't want to eat bad. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's like, yeah. it's sad. Those it are, is sad. Those are both things. And um, I will say no shame to our like listeners who drink or um, oh, no. don't adhere to diets. Like no shame at all. Mm-mm. I do think there's like a level of projection though. Of like I'm drinking, so I kind of feel like bad if you're not drinking, because like, are you? Yeah. You know, you're being like, yeah, or whatever it is. I don't know. And I say that too to a lot of people. Like, don't. It's this is my journey, Uh and even at the wedding I was at, I was being projected. Oh, skinny girl, but like this, this, and that, and I'm like, well, I don't view myself that way, but. This is my journey. Please enjoy your night however you want to. I don't I'm not sitting here judging you going, "Oh my gosh, you're drinking." Because if I wasn't on 75 hard, I would be I'd drinking be with, with you. With you. Yeah. So, yep. it's just this happened to fall on that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't judge anybody. I mean, and I know how bad it is to diet and fall off and you feel like shit because you fell off the wagon and I've done it a million times, so it's like don't yeah. ever feel bad for doing what you want to do mm-hmm. really yeah. yeah if you want to drink drink if you want yeah. to eat bad and that's another thing too is people constantly well aren't you on a diet no and I just want oh that makes yeah. me so mad like should you be eating that should you, like right. those are comments that people need to start keeping to themselves like you don't know okay all week long I ate and I planned to eat real bad today you know what I mean yeah. like it just There's balance and people making those comments that I just saw a video the other day of the same thing, you know, are you going to eat that? So she kind of pushed the plate away or didn't you just eat, you know, or there were just so many comments and I'm like, that's Mm -hmm. so true that I think in general comments on people's lifestyle is just very hard for me because it's like, I think people should just focus on their own lifestyles and like Mm -hmm. live authentically to who they are because Mm -hmm. that's all that matters. Like if you're happy and you're living a life that you want to, that's then who's anybody to tell you different? Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. and everybody should just get to live the life that they want to live authentically. Mm -hmm. You know, for how it is and and what it is. I think that's very important. And I think yeah, like our culture with alcohol and dieting, it gets just very messy mm-hmm. very muddled made and all that kind of stuff yeah. yep back to you asked me the five components yes. thank you for giving us <laughs> the number one thing that i want to make note that andy frizella which is who created the program um you can google him he has it's i think andy frizella.com he created this program and not it's not a weight loss program it's a mental toughness program and um it has two workouts one has to be outside no matter what range snow, sleet, whatever it is, 40, and they have to be 45 minutes each. People say that that's crazy, but really my outside one is always a walk. You can challenge yourself on the walk by walking faster. People will wear weighted vests, whatever you want to do. So there's that, and they have to be three hours apart. Then 10 pages of a personal development book cannot be like a fun read. 
I mean, unless you think personal development can be fun. I mean, it can be, but <laughs> um, a gallon of water can be nothing less than that. You have to take a photo of yourself every single day. Um, I try to do the same pose in the same spot every day. It's your progress photo. Then a diet of your choice. He leaves that, I mean, because people, there are restrictions. So some people have to be dairy-free. Some people have, I mean, I'm gluten-free for the most part. And that's what I chose to do. And then no cheat meals. That's another big one for people. They usually rely on a cheat meal a week or every other week. And then no alcohol. So those are all the components that make up just 75 hard that you have to complete every single day. What's really nice is there is an app that you can buy. I like to like check off lists. So I really like that. You know, mm -hmm. click on, click them when they're done and go on with my day. And honestly, now I was telling Nikki last week when I saw her, I don't want to say it's easy, but it's just become my way of life. When I'm not on 75 hard, I don't always work out twice a day because that can become a lot. Mm -hmm. But I try to get movement in seven days a week, whether that's a walk on a Sunday or Sunday sometimes is my complete rest day, but mm -hmm. not on 75 hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think out of all five of those components, what do you think is the most difficult or what has been the most difficult one for you? Mm, I think it depends on the day for me now. Um, in the beginning of my journey, it was really moving twice a day. It was, I mean, I go to the gym in the morning and then walk at night is usually my routine. And sometimes I would say diet of choice. So yesterday I was on the go and I had a shake in the morning. But then I was kind of, you know, busy during the day and I was trying to figure out, okay, what am I going to eat? that fits into my macros while still allowing me a good dinner. Um, so that can be hard trying to figure that out. But for the most part, I eat a lot of the same things because I just know where it falls. And I have not gotten sick of taco, my own version of taco salad yet. So it's just kind of figuring out what works for you. And everybody's macros are different. So, I mean, I know somebody, I'm only having, you know, around 150 grams of carbs right now. But I know somebody that's doing a bikini show or like a body body lifting show and she has 200 like carbs are not your enemy and mm -hmm. I think that is projected in the world of keto now yeah mind you I'm not certified in anything but I have seen several people do keto that have really messed up their system because they had like 30 grams of carbs for the day and that's so low and there's healthy carbs so I mean I between what do I have I, I still have potatoes in my life rice you have to remember your fruit or carbs. So mm -hmm. I usually have like an apple a day. I'm trying to think of I so I eat basically the same every single day just because it's so easy. But well, I mean, you think about like failing to plan, planning to fail. Like it that yeah. is the hard that was the hardest part for me too was the making sure that I was getting in. Honestly, I think it was enough protein. Like the carbs and the fat were easy for me to hit. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but getting enough protein was really, really hard for me. And I think a lot of that is that I just don't eat a ton of meat naturally. Mm -hmm. And so I was like surviving on egg whites. Um, I remember like eating cups of egg whites every day. Like it was disgusting, but it was <laughs> so what now you I probably did. Don't want another single egg. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was what I did to hit my macros is I did a lot of like egg white scrambles and different things like that. And making sure that my breakfast was high in protein. I feel like was really Which can important. be very hard, I feel like. Uh-huh. And that people are scared of eggs, or, like yeah. normal eggs with like the whole yolk. People uh -huh. are scared of that, which you really shouldn't be. But yeah. 
how did you feel? So the first time that you successfully completed it, um, how did you feel just after that? Because that's a huge accomplishment. It was. People don't complete it. Yes, it it was. And um, I felt really good. I was you know, the lowest weight I was ever. And so that was motivating enough. Um, my clothes, I remember being able, I mean, I graduated high school, probably a size 10. That was, and you look back that, that is an average, that is normal. Mm -hmm. But back then that was like devastating that I was in double digit pant size. So I had gotten myself into, I think it was like, a an A at the time. And I was like, so that was super exciting to me. There are definitely non-scale victories. So, um, looking at just the definition of my arms and, um, seeing the difference there, just how my clothes fit. I remember putting on like a medium shirt. I don't think I wore a medium since like middle school. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, sizes are not anything because you can see 12 different ranges at a medium or a large. I mean, they all range. So don't, base your life up don't base yourself on how much you weigh and the size of clothes you wear because they vary so dang much and I think I internally have accepted that because I used to I used to base my self-worth on whether I could fit into that or weigh that or I just remember wearing like an extra large for the first time and that was beyond embarrassing for me that I had to get an extra large but all my friends were like small and medium I just remember that like those small things that you don't think about Mm -hmm. and then you really break it down and you're like yeah so I felt really good when I was um done with that and uh I had to kind of backtrack a little bit I did have about 25 girls start with me in in a group we just kind of had a Facebook group and only two others finished with me one was my sister. My sister avidly does the program still. She just completed her second round of 75 hard, and she's currently doing live hard. But um, she's been my one of my biggest supporters in doing it. Um, it's kind of nice when she's on her walk or I'm on my walk. We can call each other and talk because it does make the time go faster when you're doing it every day. But um, That was yeah. nice for me, too. I know when I was completing 75 hard, Erica was like, I saw that you were on a walk on Instagram and she would FaceTime me and kind of be that accountability person. Yeah, it just goes faster when you're talking to somebody or get to walk with somebody. And um, this time I've actually got my friend Molly doing it with me. So it's really cool and I'm proud of her because she really didn't think that it would work and she's already down 20 pounds. And so it's super exciting to – she's basically starting where I was and so proving to her she can do it is really cool. What day are you on right now? I think I'm on 42. Okay. That's what it said. So. Over halfway. Yes. November 3rd is our last day. And um, I know Molly was having a hard time because she turns 30 during this. So, and it's the end of it. It's October 20th. She turns 30. But I said to her, I said, you know, it's only like, what, 13 days after I said we can celebrate and do something mm-hmm. but because that was that was one of the things that she was like I don't know but now I know looking at her or her talking she's saying Changed. like I'm so excited yeah. it's doing for me and I said see we'll we'll celebrate your 30th yeah. sometime so it's cool that she decided to do it with me and I mean before I came here we went walking got our first workout done of the day and we walk a lot together she meets me you know 5 30 in the morning for the gym which is hard. That's That's been a new thing in the last six months that I have to be up that early. But every day it's just telling myself, you got to go because mm-hmm. I don't have time to do two workouts at night. Mm-hmm. So a little bit t- 
tired this time around, but yeah, we're getting it done. I hear a lot of determination in your voice and just from like what you've been saying so far, a lot of willpower. Do you feel like you pull that from anywhere or is that just how you are, do you think? I think in a little way, it's like proving people wrong. Like, you know, all those years of having that self-doubt or people. Or lack of confidence. Yeah, lack of confidence. And now I feel better. And so it's just kind of proving to people that here I am and this is what I'm doing. And I mean, really anybody can do it. If I can do it, anybody can do it. And people might think that that's not true, but I'm not motivated every day. And (laughs) you just have to dig deep. Um, It's right. And surround Um, yourself with people that are motivating you because the other day I did not want to go to the gym and I saw my friend Tiffany. She she wakes up at three o'clock in the morning in order to get her day done successfully. Her workout was done on my watch as I had put it on and I said, I got to go. Like, mm-hmm. she just finished her workout. I haven't even started, so uh-huh. go. Like, yeah. Yeah. so just surrounding yourself. I've deleted a lot of things off my Instagram that were promoting negatively towards me. And so now it's more positive. And social media has a big impact on you, whether you believe it or not. Um, mm-hmm. And so just seeing things that motivate you every single day. I mean, listening to Andy's podcast is really helpful. Finding a podcast that you like that's motivating is Mm -hmm. good. We talked a little bit about accountability. Can you talk about how you've utilized social media to hold yourself accountable? Because I think that that's been inspiring to watch your journey too. Um, And even from like your first round of 75 hard, like posting that you're out there walking and like getting it in and getting it done. Like, can you just speak to that a little bit? It's kind of my own diary, how I journal, I guess. Um, Because I used to, I mean, Nikki knows this, when we were in Unique, it was, well, you have to kind of put this light on, or show everything that you're doing in life. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, is it, was it real? I don't know. All I wanted was followers. Remember when we would go through that, like followers, we need so many followers. We just, that's what matters in life is having these followers and what they think matters and when I got out of Unique, it just seeing like I could give two shits about my followers and what they think because what does it really matter? They're not in my life. They And I do care about the people that – I mean, I do care about them in the aspect of like I want them to be motivated and all of that. But the negative people that want to bring hate, I don't care. Like yeah. So it's really a diary for me to share. And I hope that it does inspire one person or two people or however it may be because that's how I – got started was seeing you know the people that did Andy's program and how much it really did change their life and I just hope that that happens for somebody else and I know that people have messaged me and they feel that way but um so I guess just that's what I do I use it as a diary and go on with my day I used to care what I posted and I don't anymore I just kind of go with it yeah so one other question that I had kind of leading off of what we had talked about before so Obviously, Andy's whole 75 hard or live hard program is a mental toughness challenge, not a workout program. Can you speak about how you like maybe where your mental toughness was at in the beginning and how you silenced your bitch voice to get where you're at (laughs) now? Because I think that speaks to a lot of the determination too, is just when you realize what you're freaking capable of, it's wild. So your body will do it. Yes. It's... Your mind that will not. 
my number one thing that I say in my head is probably you can do hard things. That's a Monica quote from Fitbody. Um, I tell her that all the time because she'll comment it on things. And it's always something that I go back to is you can do hard things or she would say you can do anything for 10 seconds. So mm-hmm. constantly that's running through my mind. Um, recently I've started running. It's a love-hate relationship. But my goal next year is to run a half marathon. So I, I just ran, ran a 10K. That's the longest I've ever run ever in my entire life. <laughs> and so going through that was kind of cool. Um, I never had run three to four miles multiple times in a row. I ran a few 5Ks one summer because I was really motivated and thought, oh, I'm going to run a 5K once a month. But that was a lot for me. I guess just really digging deep inside your mind and knowing that your feet, I mean, yes, you can injure yourself. So if you do injure yourself, please stop. But <laughs> it most of the time it is mental. You have to decide, are you going to keep going? Because I'll tell you right now, if you do that, you're going to, sh- at the end, you're going to be like, wow, I feel awesome. Because I just yeah. accomplished something I never thought I would. And when I was at max effort, I remember we did a lot of burpees, we did a lot of lunges, we did a lot of push-ups, and I modified everything. And so come January 2022, I said, no more. Even if you do it you know, not all the way, but you're going to do everything fully. So I got off my knees on push-ups. Still can't do a pretty push-up, but we're getting there. Burpees, you know, all the way to the floor and back up. Whether I had to tell myself I wasn't in a race with anybody else there because that's kind of how it was, was, oh my gosh, everybody's ahead of me. So I was, you know, comparing myself again. But then I just said, you know what, if it takes me 10 minutes longer, I don't care because I'm now doing things that I need to do to better myself in the long run. So, which was rewarding. I got faster, you know, as we were going on and I don't do as much of those workouts anymore because I'm on a different program. But I think just telling yourself that you can mentally do it mm-hmm. and showing up, showing up is a big thing, but, um, yeah. the I mean, voice. I think that like the affirmations and the mantras that you give yourself are huge too. Like a lot of what I learned through 75 hard, I'm going to use going into my labor too. Yeah. I can push through a really awful contraction for 90 <laughs> seconds. It's 90 <laughs> seconds and then I'll have some recovery time that will do it all over again. So it's, um, it's just like you said, it's you're so much not just working out. It's there's so much more to it that you can use in everyday life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely is. It's a total lifestyle switch. And I think, um, I just think that it's crazy how wildly capable you can be. Like I remember having, when I did 75 hard, I think I was like 20 days in and I had terrible shin splints. Oh. But you think about shin splints and you're either going to work through them or you're going to roll them out and not move your body and then they'll go away. But those are the only two ways to like get rid of shin splints. Mm-hmm. So you just keep moving. And it may look a little different. Like you're not able to walk quite as fast or whatever else. But mm-hmm. but you're still, still doing it. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. still showing up. So, And there is a lot of hate on the program. You're going to see um, people that say, oh, this is a good way to get hurt. This is – I mean you have to be smart when you're doing it too. Okay. If you are, you know – did something to your shoulder. Okay, maybe don't keep pushing so hard on that shoulder. Take a break. And by a break, I mean walk. Mm -hmm. There's no set workouts. There is no set rules. I mean, they're rules, but not what you do diet-wise or what you do working out-wise. Because Andy will listen to his podcast. He'll say, if you were somebody that didn't move at all and you walk twice a day, 
that's huge. I mean, yeah. whether if you're walking at a 20 mile an hour pace or 20 minute pace for a mile or it's 30 minutes, it just, it just doesn't matter. You're still moving. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what's people kind of are like, who works out twice a day? That's just asking for disaster. But it doesn't have to be like what Two bodybuilding exercises twice no, a day. No, you're not lifting like heavy it. 90 minutes a day. And mm-hmm. some people do that. They just do it all at once. So it's more of figuring out time management kind yeah. of thing. And well, and I think a lot of it too is like, it, and it adds into the mental toughness part, right? Like a lot of his rules on like having to do your workouts three hours apart. That was really hard for me too. Cause I was like, I could do an hour and a half and just back to back get right. it done. Mm-hmm. But that's the easy, like that makes it easier. So if you're doing one in the morning and then you don't feel it at night, like you're not wanting to do it at night, having to go. Yeah. And there are people out there that, um, you know, there are other versions of the program, but it's technically, it, that's not 75 hard. You know, there's 75 soft is what they call it, is mm-hmm. what I see all the time. And it maybe eliminates it doesn't count. drinking. It does. It it's like social components. drink. You're allowed to drink in social events. Okay, well, what if you're really social? You're allowing yourself to drink still. Just as much as you did before. Right. You're yeah. not eliminating those things. Or they're like, well, I don't have time for two workouts. Well, does anybody really? No. But that's the point. You're, you make the time. You're making yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I think too, anybody who's considering starting 75 hard, just be cognizant about the time of year that you're doing it in and maybe where you plan to do your walks. Um, I know for me, that was something I did. I think I started mine in the middle of October. So I went through Thanksgiving and through Christmas and through like just daylight changes. And so my walks were happening at six when it was pitch black or they were happening at 6 p.m. when it was pitch black. (laughs) Um, And so I was walking with a headlamp and I was very much having to like tell Keegan when I started my walk, tell Keegan when I finished my walk because I walk in the park downtown. So it's, I mean... That's a whole nother level of just fear if you're an anxious person and listen to too much Crime Junkie. So I had to turn some stuff off. I try to um, plan around that as well. So summertime is a great time to do it for the first time, I would say. I know I give you props. I was like, I don't know how you're walking downtown right now in a park. Dark. Absolutely not. (laughs) I gave you props for that. Um, No way. Uh, I didn't love it. No, I remember taking to like, yeah, I remember taking to like the street lamps and stuff like that too. Like if I, if there was somebody else out walking, which the, the park's pretty quiet at that time of day, but there are, I mean, and it's funny because you, you almost build a community with the walkers that are out there at that time because it was, it was the same couple runners or the same people that were every day showing up for themselves and they probably weren't doing a 75 hard challenge. That's just their routine, but Mm. I was really inspired by that. Like, I was always like, I know that guy's going to be in the park, or I know that woman's going to be running with her two dogs. And yeah, it was always something that I, it kind of kept me going. Those people inspire me in life. There's a woman who walks every morning at like 7 a.m. I see her like as I'm getting ready for work or leaving or whatever. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. And then regulars at the gym every morning. I'm like, I kind of show up because I'm like, because you know they're going to be there. Yeah, yep. I can do it. Keeps mm-hmm. going. Yeah. And that's how I was at the gym too. Um, that's why going was so motivating. Like, oh, I'm going to let my coach down if I don't show up or I'm going to let my friends down. And th- it was a very good community at um, Max. It was always the 8 o'clock class. And so it was good to show up. And they motivated me a lot in 
doing it because, oh, what day are you on or whatever it was and just getting through was – they were a big part of it too. Yeah. I so. think it's funny how how much people like want to help keep you on track too. Like you, you've talked a lot about the accountability piece, but like even myself, like when I was – on that trip in Arizona, like my sisters were walking at night with me and my mom was out there walking with me or she'd be doing my yoga workout with me so that I didn't miss it. Mm -hmm. Um, they made sure that, and honestly it kept them active too. Like we did a hike every single day because I was in the challenge and I don't know if we would have necessarily done that daily if I hadn't been doing it. So it was nice to have that accountability piece. Yeah, for sure. My friends and I just went Friday night. We try to do like a girls' night every month or so. And for this one, we were going to just do like dinner and drinks. But then one of my friends was like, can we just go for like a walk before? Because I haven't gotten my workout in. And so we were like, yeah, of course. Like, let's do it. So we did a three-mile walk and we loved it. Like, then we got to go to our dinner just feeling so much better. Because you had moved. Yeah. Yeah, That's awesome. And when you're with friends, that walk probably felt like it took no time and yeah. you walked three miles. I yes. mean, that just you're able to catch up so much more too. Can we talk a little bit about the live hard versus 75 hard? What are the differences? 75 hard is the first component of live hard. So live hard is a whole entire year. So the first step would be to complete 75 hard. So when I completed that, so that was the basic components that I told you. And then uh, there's phase one and phase two and phase three. So phase one, you can start right away if you'd like after 75 hard, but you have to check off the box of 75 hard before you can move on. Phase one is going to be all of the same components, but then you have to add in a five-minute cold shower, which is terrible. Brutal. <laughs> um, you think five minutes is not a long time until you have that cold shower on you. And it has to be a shower. It cannot be a plunge cannot be a cold bath it has and there's a reason why because it's terrible but about after 10 days you get used to it it really you start to not hate it so much um then you had to have 10 minutes of visualization it can be journaling it can be storyboarding it can be there's a, a couple different things you can do for that but 10 minutes of that and then um can it you, be meditation too i think so okay. i think that they discuss it a little bit more because i think that that one has a little more wiggle room of what you can do. I mean, if you can really meditate, I don't know if I can do that. Maybe that's a challenge yeah. for myself. I don't know. But um, it took me, I think, I think I did like a 21 days of meditation and I think it probably took me 10 days to be able to actually like really get into it. Yes. And yeah. be able to fully be there. Yeah. Cause I feel like we've talked about meditation a little bit on the podcast too, but it is kind of hard to silence your mind a little bit or, I don't know, I guess not let your thoughts take you completely off track, like acknowledge them and then get back Mm -hmm. to where you were. So, and then you have to add, um, three components of things additional to your list. They can be anything that you want. So, um, ones that I focused on was making my bed every day. That was something that I wanted to really instill and I still do it now because I did it then. My skincare, I um, wanted to do that at least once a day. So it forced me if I laid down, didn't do my face or skincare today. So do that. And I I picked three things that I really wanted to focus on for those 30 days and added them to the list and they had to be done as well. So what do what does he call that? Is it power list, critical yeah. power list tasks? And it says there eight, eight, but your first five are going to be 
the five the 75 harder. harder. Yeah. Yep. And then phase two, you have to wait 30 days after completing phase one. If you were to fail phase one, you're allowed to go back. Where if 70, um, you don't have to go all the way back through 75 hard, you're allowed to start phase one over again. Um, but if you were to fail like 75 hard, you do have to start over at day one. At day one. Phase two, you have to wait 30 days from completing phase one, and it's just 75 hard components for 30 days. That break in there, I think, is to allow to see what you've learned and what you can do, and are you going to completely fall off the wagon or, you know. I mean, and also to kind of go back to your life of enjoying things sometimes or trying to incorporate it and make it sustainable. Right. And then um, phase three has to be the 30 day prior to when you started 75 hard. So it completes the entire year. So I started last year on, um, I think it was April 21st. So I had to start on March 20th, I think is what it was to, to butt up to the first day I started 75 hard to end. So then that's where your complete year now, if you fail phase three, you fail the whole thing. You have to start over so you don't complete live hard. But that also has that has the most components. I would say phase three is the hardest. You have all the 75 hard. You have the cold shower. You have to do um, a like um, a kindness of every day. Um, I'm trying to think of. Like a random act of yep. kindness. Random act of kindness. That can be buying somebody, if you went through Starbucks, buying something behind the, or buying the person behind you their order, opening the door for someone. I mean, it could be – it doesn't have to be money. It can be several different things. Um, Picking up trash. Yep. Or would it have to be, like, directly affiliated with somebody? Nope. Okay. It could be anything. Just a, yeah. Yeah. The hardest one was talking to a stranger. You had to talk to a stranger every day for 30 days. Um, sometimes I had to stop on my way home because I, I, I was a bartender, but I couldn't count that because that was, you know, my everyday life. I had to get myself out of the comfort zone. The older generation was definitely helpful there. They love to talk. So <laughs> targeting them was easier because they will tell you anything and everything. But And I had started a new gym, my third gym that I had since 2020. Um, I got a new job, so I couldn't work out at max effort anymore. And it's definitely the older generation. And so that was extremely helpful on phase three is I was able to talk to a lot of them every day. But yeah, the phase three is definitely the hardest. It's the scariest because if you mess up, you have to start, in a, you know, an entire year of, I mean, I'm not going to take away, if I did mess up, it just doesn't take away the whole year that I had. But it was a goal of mine to complete that live hard and say that I did. And that's where I'm at right now is do I do live hard again or do I do just continue 75 hard once a year? I don't know, but I probably will do live hard just so it keeps me accountable that's why I do it and I've loved it so much is it just keeps me accountable it mm-hmm. makes me show up when I needed it and I enjoyed my summer and so now back on track and I might be going to Cancun so I wanted to get ready for that oh so fun <laughs> yeah I mean I've I've talked about this too but I would love to do 75 hard again mm-hmm. whether that be every year or I don't even know, but I did, I felt the best that I have ever felt. And it's funny because a lot of those habits have stuck. So I guess on that, how have you like incorporated 75 hard to make it part of like a sustainable lifestyle when you're not in 
different components of the live hard challenge. I think it really just makes me conscious, conscious of what I'm doing. Water is a no, like I said earlier, is a no brainer. It has to be what I, I mean, if I don't drink that much water now, I feel dehydrated. Um, but that is one thing I, no questions. That's what I do. When you complete it, you'll understand. And mm-hmm. that, I mean, you've, you've done it, so you get it. But um, it just really changes your mindset and how you think. I think that that's the biggest takeaway from it too. Is and people that, will be like, like a mental, yeah. the mental toughness piece. It really does think, change you. Yeah. And hardwires your brain differently in a good way. Like, yep. I mean, I think that it really just, I think it just helps with mindset in general. Like just realizing that you really can do, you're capable of so much more than you think. And my um, chiropractor at the time kept saying to me, cause he was seeing me go through this journey. He's just said to me, you're really re or I retrained my metabolism. So, you know, you can say it's in my genes or whatever it is, but anybody's capable of doing it. Obviously, if you have to have a doctor's orders for certain things, I mean, I do have Hashimoto's. So that is a thyroid disease that does make it harder if your medicine is off to lose weight. So that is a part of me. I went gluten-free. So that is another component of my thyroid disease that that's why I went gluten-free is it's it helps that aspect I mean I probably have lowered my dosage 100 micrograms which I was over 200 micrograms at the time and now I'm in the low 100s that's why I did what I did and he you know kept telling me you really retrained your brain and how you're going about things and you'll never yo-yo again because of that mm-hmm. which never say never but i believe that now yeah. because i have retrained myself and i think if i ever got in a dark place again i mean i did hit 180 again and so what did i do oh 75 hard because yeah. okay it's time to get back and accountable to myself and show up erica what advice do you have for anybody wanting to give 75 hard or live hard a try Uh, My number one thing I always tell people is to buy the book. It is a free program, and I I want everybody to know I don't make a dime off of this. It sounds kind of like I do, and I promote him, but it's just because it's really worked for me, and if you're looking for something to kick your butt and get in gear, it is a free program. You can whatever, but I always say buy the book because I learned a lot. That's where I learned you know, the true steps and things that are allowed and are not allowed, and Andy writes a lot in his book about different things that stuck in my head, like the bitch voice. I kept Mm -hmm. saying, you know, shut that up and are you going to let it win today? And all of those things. Are you going to boss up? I work well with that mentality. And if you don't necessarily, maybe it's not for you. But I've always, when I had coaches back in the day in soccer that were more boisterous and loud, I worked well with that. Mm Because like when I heard them, that pushed me to continue um, and that's kind of how Sarah was as a coach. She, she wasn't loud or anything, but she was, she's a badass. <laughs> so no the, to me, I was, mentality. yeah, just mm-hmm. like show up and do your best. Yep. Yep. And uh, just know that you can do it. Um, whether you think that you can't or if you, if your friends are going to push you to fail, then maybe it's time for you to take a step back and not hang out with them for that time. And if you want to show up for yourself and change, your true friends are going to stick around. Um, mm-hmm. All of my friends have made it. My three closest friends actually joined the gym with me when I joined in Hastings. And so that's kind of how that happened. 
one's pregnant right now, so she can't join us, but um, I know she'll be back when she is not anymore. But um, So that was kind of cool to see my closest friends join because they saw my journey and wanted to be on there too. And obviously I said Molly is doing 75 hard with me, but I guess just knowing that you you can do it and you can do hard things. That's my... So this kind of goes right off of that, but what do you think has been the biggest lesson that you've learned about yourself through this process? I would say, yeah, that definitely goes off of what we've been saying of if you show up for yourself, if you are determined enough to set goals and complete them, you will. And it's going to, that's where I've learned on my self-love journey to love myself and show up and it's going to reward you. Like you've talked so much about the non-scale victories too, but I think that there is so much to be said there. Like whether that be comparison photos, whether that just be like your mental mental state and well-being. For me, a lot of it has even been journaling, like looking back at journal entries that I've done years ago versus where my journal entries are now and like comparing them. You can just see that my thought process has grown so much. Mm -hmm. And I think there's just so much more than what is on the scale. Um, even if it's like being able to up your weight or like, yeah, go from lifting a 10 pound to lifting a 15, like those, or being able to get into a yoga pose that you couldn't do before, or be able to work out for a full 45 minutes where mm -hmm. maybe before you'd have to slow down or rest at 30. Um, I think yeah. there's just so much more than just what's on the scale. So yeah. Yep. I remember not being able to, like, if I was standing up, I wouldn't be able to touch my toes. Like, just physically couldn't stretch that far. I mean, I was, again, at my heaviest and I couldn't physically do that. And now I can take, you know, my fingertips and tuck them underneath my toes. So, like, that's a win for me. Mm -hmm. Or I was at my lowest scale weight in high school, but I couldn't even lift the dump, the barbell. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And now I can put weight on that. So those are the, the, that's what's cool. And I use an app now called Ladder, and that's where I work out every day. You get to pick your coach, and sh you have a journal in there, and you get to put what you lifted. And so you get to see that, you know, the next – you do it like different programs, six weeks at a time, so you get to see. And it's, you know, she'll let you know, okay, if you didn't, you know, go till failure last time, then you need to bump it up a little bit. And so that's cool. You Every week you get to see. And it makes you push. I mean, because the girls that I, my friends that have been working out with me, they all started out with the two pounds or the five pounds. Now they're pushing, you know, in the 20s and 25s. And it's like, because they were very defeated with starting with me because they're like, oh, you're doing so much. And I go, you have to remember, I did not do this much yeah. even two years ago. Just I mean, another no. quote or mantra, like, don't compare my day mm. 265 to your day one. No. Like, they're going to look completely different. You just have to remember, you're showing up for yourself. Mm-hmm. Document what you're doing right now because you are going to have that moment. Because where I'm at now isn't going to where I'm even going to be in three years. It's going to be even better, hopefully. Mm -hmm. And it's not, I'm not comparing to anybody else. And yeah. So, and I feel like too, a lot of this conversation has just reminded me about how life ebbs and flows. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, you're not motivated every single day, but you know that you'll get motivated again. Mm -hmm. So don't shame yourself when you're feeling a lack of energy or not motivated. You know, don't go down that, that path. Of or like give up entirely. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's like you've achieved so much, it'll come back. 
yep. <laughs> that motivation and stuff, I feel like. So. And sometimes a lot of it is like creating your own motivation. Mm-hmm. Like motivation is, I don't want to say that it's non-existent because some days you are motivated and some days you're just not, but you, yeah. you kind of create that for yourself. For sure. Or just remember too, one um, bad meal or if you didn't work out today, that's not making or breaking you. You didn't gain, like, or myself, I didn't gain 80 pounds in one week. Yeah. I gained that over several years. Mm-hmm. So it's going to take time to get that off. And, and healthy. It's That's another thing. Quit doing the fad diets. Just baby steps. If it's you drink pop every single day, maybe every other day. Maybe then you eventually you're not drinking pop at all. And that's one thing, one hurdle that you overcame in time. Okay, what's the next thing? Okay, I eat out fast food every single day. Okay, maybe drop. That's your next thing. You're going to drop. That's that's where you're going to really see. And it's going to take time. And that's what's frustrating is you're not. Social media lies to you. People that are posing and <laughs> it's like they don't look like that in real life. And mm-hmm. um, well, most of them anyway. Just remind, remember that slow is good. Slow growth. Mm-hmm. I feel like slow growth is sustainable. Oh, yes. and you- It is. And I think that we've talked about this too, um, either in a previous episode or even just with you and I talking about it, but like adding on those like incremental habits, like maybe one month you introduce yoga. Okay. You've got yoga down. Maybe the next month you focus in on your eating Mm -hmm. so that you're now doing yoga and incorporating healthier eating habits. So you're slowly moving the needle, which 75 hard is a more extreme version of that, but Mm -hmm. you've got your five tasks down daily Mm -hmm. and then you incorporate live hard where you're adding three more to the pile or whatever. Like, and in all honesty too, I, already had the working out down. So that part to me wasn't hard. But if that's something that is hard for you, maybe doing 75 hard right away is not. But I'm kind of a all or nothing person. So Mm -hmm. it worked for me. It might not work for everybody. And it won't work for everybody. If you're really looking for something that's going to kick your butt and get you in gear, it works. And if you do it correctly and... But again, just showing up at the gym or going for walks every day and making small changes, that's good enough too. So, Um, Erica, is there anything that we didn't ask you that you are wanting to share or feel compelled to share? I don't think so. We covered a lot. And I hope that it inspires or motivates people to show up for themselves no matter what. It doesn't have to be fitness. It can be whatever it may be. But Absolutely. Yeah. I think it will. Well, thank you so much for having this conversation yes, thank and, you. and opening up and getting vulnerable about your past and where you're at now and your whole journey along the way. Cause it, I definitely think it's been really inspiring to watch and obviously knowing you firsthand, but yeah. I think that it, I think it will inspire other people too. Um, for anybody who doesn't follow along with you, how can they find you? I would say the best is, um, Instagram. It's just okay. Erica.Eckley. So Mm -hmm. yeah so if you guys want to see more about erica's 75 hard journey she's (laughs) on day 42 and she's got about 30 more days to go so yes stay tuned 
I just wanted to thank you guys for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed listening and want to help support us, it would be great if you could leave us a rating and leave us a review. It means so much to us. You can do this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Lightly Salted Podcast if you want to stay in the loop on everything happening behind the scenes. Have a great week, everybody, and talk to you next Thursday. Thursday.